back to On the Block with Stricken Nate on 937 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com. Welcome back to On the Block 93.7 The Ticket. My name is Nate Brennan. He is the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA veteran, Eric Strickland. 402-464-5685. That's the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Starter Heyman text line. As always, you can reach out to us. Either call us, text us, or you can head over to the Starter Heyman video stream. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. If you head over to YouTube, give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a share. We officially hit 2,000 subscribers. A shout-out to all of you for that. Absolutely incredible stuff. We appreciate every single one of you. But now our goal is 3,000. We want complete and total YouTube domination on 93.7 The Ticket. So give us a like. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. Strick, we were talking before the break, before we had to get to a, to a quick break, get an EAS test in there. We were talking about Rutgers. And I want to ask you, before we break it down in Rutgers a, a little bit more, I wanted to ask you kind of your perspective because as a – three, four, five-star athlete or whatever, or three, four, five-sport athlete, I should say, whatever you want to call yourself, one of the best athletes to ever come out of the state of Nebraska. What does short rest mean to you? Would you rather have it? Because this is the thing that I look at it as, is that normally I would say you want more rest. This was a big win for Nebraska. Like, this is something to build confidence off of. Do you want to get right back out on the field, or do you want to have a little bit longer time to rest? I think in this situation, I would want to get back out. Okay. I think the more that I can compound good energy, good rep or t- reps, um, the quicker I can get back to uh, – in basketball, it would be muscle memory. Right. In football, it's, it's, it's a totality of everything, whether it's the offense, it's working in sync, whether it's the defense, it's moving cohesively. Um, it's being disciplined. It's no breakdowns. It, it's all of those things that you've been training, you've been working right. on, you've been studying. It's compounding those things, right? So that's the way that I would look at it as far as getting back onto it a little bit early. Get out of the out of the city. You stay there a little bit too long, then you start, you know, people start saying, hey, it's coming back. And, you know, you start hearing all this nonsense and stuff like that, stuff on the radio, Get out. It's good to get a win like that. Short week for me. Get on the road. Go out there. Be focused. Come back over the weekend. Then you get a longer rest period. So I'm I'm okay with with uh, getting a, a short week after a good win like that. As long as you don't have too many problems or injuries and stuff like that to 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 deal with. Come back. Get reps. Some of those young guys that got out there yes. that hadn't really been yeah. getting no. No time. They're excited again. So you're going to get uh, uh, hopefully another energetic game out of the Huskers when it comes back to uh, going out to uh, New Jersey to face Rutgers. And, and Stricky, we've been talking about Rutgers. I'm going to break down some of the numbers a little bit more because uh, w- when you talk about Rutgers, how they don't really do one singular thing great. Um, breaking down some of the numbers, total yards a game for Nebraska, they're just under 438 yards. That's 260 yards passing, 178 yards rushing. Rutgers, on the other hand, averages 331 yards a game. 
161 yards passing. They do have 170 yards rushing. But here's what's really fascinating about uh, the difference between Nebraska and Rutgers. Now, Nebraska had a few games that really inflated these statistics, uh, especially Northwestern, Georgia Southern, and Oklahoma. Yards allowed per game. Nebraska, 469, 269 through the air, 200 grounds or 200 yards on the ground. Rutgers on the flip side, 186 yards passing, uh, 95 yards on the ground. So I think when you look at Rutgers, I think defense is probably their strength on the other side of the ball. But I just look at them, and I don't really want to compare them to Indiana because Rutgers is sitting at 3-2. and two. Um, They didn't look great against Ohio State. But I think the interesting thing about Rutgers is that very similar to Indiana, like, you don't really have an offense that's like, oh my gosh, like look out for this guy. Like they're going to light you up this way. I mean, it's a team that depends on defense. And for Mm -hmm. a lot of years, we saw Nebraska kind of maybe in that similar boat. And the way I look at it, Strick, and and I, I think I consider Iowa probably the same way. If you get up early against Rutgers, and I'm talking you go into half, maybe even end of first quarter, 14, 21, nothing. Like, yeah, you're in a good spot. Like, and the thing is, like, we talk about momentum, intensity, all of that. If Nebraska can find a way to ride this high, ride this momentum into the first half against Rutgers, I'm feeling good. Like, I, I think using this to your advantage is really going to help this upcoming Friday. Yeah, just one of the things they gotta they gotta watch and monitor is just no letdowns, right? They've gotta, uh, yeah. they can't look. You've got to look at yourself as a bad team. You've got to look at yourself right. as you're you're two and three, and you what you've done in the earlier. You can't look at yourself as you know you're a perennial powerhouse and you're going into Rutgers and you know that is not you. You are on par with Rutgers. So what is gonna what are you gonna do this game to separate yourself and to make yourself? Uh, come out victorious in not barely fashion, but in convincing fashion. I'm not saying you got to go in there and beat them by 40. I'm saying, how are you going to get a convincing win on the road against a team that is very staunch defensively? Don't do much. Are you going to compound or are you going to look like the team before with only four sacks in four games? (laughs) Or are you going to look like a team that got three sacks in one game and you did it when it mattered? Right. Right. Those are the, those, you know, uh, I don't be Penn state. Don't be like those teams that go out here and play down the competition, Right. go out there and play above the noise, above the competition, continue to solidify yourself as foundation building in the core of what now hopefully will become your identity. What is going to be your identity right. for the rest of the rest of the year right now? It looked like lackluster, lack of effort, half-hearted, all of these things you can say was their identity coming up to this point, up to that last game. Now, what is it going to be? What is it going to be to finish the rest of the season? Because you can make, just like we did in basketball, we went 11-1, and went on a 10-game losing streak, losing the tournament, but then going to win a national national tournament in the NIT. What are you going to do to change the narrative? That's it, we That whole season could have right. killed a legacy, but it turned into something good. Go out there and win a Big Ten West. <laughs> change, right. go, change the narrative of how this season starts. I guarantee you, if you go out there and win the Big Ten, 
no matter how down it is, no matter how low it seems, if you go out there and win a Big Ten West championship, it changes the whole narrative of how everything started. And then they may even forget about Scott Frost at that point. It becomes <laughs> who's, who is it Mickey right. or who's next? Scott Frost becomes a distant memory. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm thinking, and that's what I would be focused on. If I'm the team, if I'm the leaders, if I'm the head coaches and the coaching staff, let's go out here and do something and shock the world. Yeah. Because right now nobody believes it. <laughs> no, nobody no. to include people in media believes right. it. So go and change the narrative. Yeah, and, and this is a game that's ripe for the picking strict because I'm looking at how Rutgers started the season. So they won at Boston College uh, on a nail-biter, 22-21. to 21. Yeah. For what it's worth, Boston College got – somewhat embarrassed by Virginia Tech, which is just a bad football team. They would defeat Wagner 66-7 to as they're supposed to. They would go to bad. Temple, have another nail-biter, and beat Temple 16-14. to yeah. Then you play yeah. Iowa at home, which Iowa has its fair share of struggles. They would score uh, 27 points, two of those being defensive touchdowns. Defensive. So I think uh, mm -hmm. th that's the interesting part when you look at Rutgers defense. So they would lose 27 to 10 in that one. And then you get blown out by Ohio state 49 to 10. So I, I think we just look at this Rutgers game and I don't know if I want to put them on the same level playing field and same level as Nebraska, because give Rutgers their props. They are three and two in Nebraska sitting at two and three. But if you're Nebraska strict, I just look at this game, primetime matchup against a team that you like, we're not talking about Michigan or Ohio State here, right? I mean, it's just one of those situations you just look at it, and it's 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 Rutgers. Like, th yeah. this is Nebraska. You're a blue blood. Like, it, like let's let's show up. Let's show yeah. out. Like, this is this is the perfect setup, and we kept talking about it, Strick, and I'm going to keep talking about it. If you look at the schedule, how it is lined up, this is what you want. This, this, There's like, no this, question. this is it. This is it. And you have yeah. momentum on your side. And if somehow, some way, you can get to rattle off Rutgers, Purdue, Illinois, you're sitting at 4 and 1 in the Big Ten. Absolutely. Not only are you in the driving seat, like, you might be favored at that point. Like, it, this is the opportunity that sits so well for Nebraska. Kevin McGinnis says it, and he speaks exactly as I would have would have said it. The schedule gets progressively uh, tougher as you right. move ahead throughout the season, which is okay. Which is okay. Right. When you have this kind of transition after the, uh, the bad start that you have, this is the kind of schedule that you would love to have to progressively get better, to learn week to week, and then as you ramp up, then you're ready for those, right. those matchups against those revenge games that you really want to have. Right. They still owe Illinois. So they've got Rutgers ahead of them to, to even build up and get ready for both Illinois and Purdue. So those are good, good, good games to have on your schedule as well. And so I'm looking right. forward to, as Kevin McGinnis stated, on how this storyline pans out. Those are some of the things I'm watching. Those are some of the things I'm looking for. And I want to see continuous improvement, not necessarily. I, I don't mind even little baby steps, but I would like to see a holistic, continual improvement of, of Husker football. And that's an all facet. Look, we saw it in the special teams. They were doing stuff in the special teams that they hadn't been doing. They were creating yeah. space, getting room, blocking. A lot of those things we hadn't seen. We've seen it in the defense. Again, we talked about that. We've seen Casey Thompson finally getting comfortable and unleashing the long balls. 
you know, not not waiting, not hoping, reading the coverages and then seeing how it's how it's developing, knowing what you got and hitting the spot. So we want to see more of that improvement. I, I completely agree. And uh, Tyler says, I hope we, we show up and play to our potential. I worry that people are too high on us, though, after the Indiana win, similar to Rutgers. It's just Indiana. Um, I, I think the only thing to that, though, is that if you're the coaches and you're the players in the locker room, Strick, I, I still believe they got to be playing with the chip on your shoulder. Like, I, I know this is a big win. This is you're, – you're now sitting at one-on-one. Let's be honest here. Nebraska still hasn't made a bowl game in five years. Okay? Yeah. Like, like Nebraska is in no position to be saying, okay, like, we're going to run the yeah, table now. Who, like, who, yeah, yeah, like, we're Nebraska. We're not there yet. Like, you should yeah. go, and, and you said it great last week, Strick. You said you should go into every single game thinking you're the underdog. Thinking you're the underdog. I don't care, what, the, I don't care what Vegas says. I don't care what they say. I don't care how much they think you're – I'm no, no, we are the underdog. Yeah. We are, everybody thinks we're going to lose this game. They're just wanting to see and hope how it's going to happen. That's going to be the component. I completely agree. And I think Tyler says too, he says every win is a big win at this stage in the game. That's just where we're at as a program. I completely agree. Like the thing is, is like, that's why I don't want to downplay Indiana. And if Nebraska beats Rutgers, I don't want to downplay that. Like you can help me out. Text line 402 685 When's the last time Nebraska won two straight Big Ten games? Seriously. Huh. Like, because I, I, right. I genuinely don't know the answer. When was the last time Nebraska won two in a row, two straight Big Ten games? Like, let, let's not downplay this. And I'm not saying, like, we need to compare everything to years past because that's not Nebraska standards. And to be honest with you, it's not any standard in college football. But, like, that's two straight wins. Like, that's yeah. like, let's let's take that. And let's use that going forward. That, yeah. that's, the, that's the case. And Thunder Collins brings something up, Strick, and I, I think absolutely here. He says, let's throw out a big if here. If we win the Big Ten West, do we hire Mickey Joseph? I think absolutely. I, I, I think, think if, you, if you can start the way that Nebraska started and you can finish the season and go whatever it takes to win the Big Ten West, I'm going to assume it's probably – seven and five, eight and four. If you can get to that mark, because that at that point you're talking like a pretty decent bowl game. Like we're not talking about the Idaho potato bowl and no, no hmm. discredit to it if that's an actual bowl, but like we're talking like Duke's Mayo bowl. Like you're talking the tier right underneath the new year six. Like hell yeah. Give me all of Mickey Joseph. Joseph, signed, sealed, delivered. Absolutely, give me that. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple texters on the text line. Uh, Chase B says, "2014." Uh, uh, texter says, "2017 Riley era." We're gonna have to look that up, Strick, because that uh, that's gonna be my question of the day. And if someone could kind of give me a little bit of proof, because that's gonna take a little bit of digging, I'll I'll definitely get into some of that. But I I don't know when the last time was. It, it, it's it's been a while since Nebraska won back-to-back Big Ten games. And you know what? Let's do it this Friday. Let's do it this Friday. This is this is the matchup you want. Prime time, FS1. The last time the country had their eyes on you was against Oklahoma. And you know what everyone's saying about Nebraska? That's just same old Nebraska. Change it. Let's see it. Absolutely inject Mickey into my veins if they can win the Big Ten West. Absolutely, Thunder Collins. We got to take a quick break. Shootout with Strick is up next. 402 464 5685. Give us a call. 
your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings right after this. 93.7 The Ticket.